0: The Medical College of Wisconsin Office of Student Health and Wellness presents Well, 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 where each episode, a very special guest and I discuss what it means to be well in the world of health science education. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Well, Well, Well. I'm really, really excited for this episode because we have a returning guest, Jenny Bacchus from the Central Wisconsin campus. Jenny studied nutrition and dietetics at St. Louis University, is a registered dietitian and first-year medical student at MCW Central Wisconsin. She has a sincere passion for sharing nutrition with others, which stems from her personal experiences with overcoming childhood obesity. Her four years as a Division I athlete, as well as feeding her prior nanny family with seven kiddos. She believes that fueling our bodies properly should be practical, affordable, and of course, delicious. I hope you all enjoy this episode. Be well. Thank you so much for being here again, Jenny. I really appreciate you and all of your rich knowledge into nutrition. Um, We'll get started as we usually do. What's one way you've been promoting your wellness or taking care of yourself recently?
1: I have continued to enjoy morning hikes up Red Mountain one time per week with Dr. Sarah Hestetler who's a dermatologist here in Wausau and has been an incredible blessing to me. We always say that the best conversations are had atop the mountain at 5.30 in the morning. And we've hiked through all seasons, even through snow, and having someone to meet for exercise this early in the morning, especially when snow pants weather is a great way to ensure that I'm exercising and having meaningful conversation first thing in the morning. It really gets my mind prepared for a productive day, and each week I do truly look forward to our hike- hiking day.
0: Wow, that's amazing. How remarkable. 5.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rib, Rib Mountain is also um, amazing. I have hiked Rib Mountain before. I am a little envious that you have such easy access to it in Wausau. Um, it is really a beautiful hike. I have only done summer, though, so I don't know. I'll have to... How, how are the trails in winter there?
1: They are perfectly fine in winter. There's actually a lot of people that you'll see out snowshoeing. Um, yeah. I have, I guess, usually when Dr. Hesettler and I go, it's dark because in the winter right. time because it's so early in the morning. Um, and the first time I took my parents in the winter, I was kind of concerned that I would get my parents lost because it looks so different in um in the daylight versus in the dark but we made it so I would say anybody could could find their way there are still signs out um in the winter and enough people walking that I think you could could find your way
0: sure and then for beautiful for reference for our listeners it is the end of April now so are you starting to see the sunrises quite yet in your hikes
1: Mm, not well yeah I would say at the end of our hikes the sun is up um it's no longer dark when we finish usually yeah um and the birds are chirping which is really beautiful to listen to in the morning as well
0: yeah I'm sure that's amazing and it'll just Mm -hmm. get better as as the next few months come right where you'll start to be able to see more of those sunrises and yeah hear the birds I'm sure that's beautiful
1: Mm mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. Every time of year kind of has its own, its own beauty, the moon in the winter and then, and then the sunrise, as you said, in the su- summer as it gets warmer.
0: Mhm. So Jenny is here with us today to give us a breakdown, a step-by-step um, how to meal prep and specifically for quinoa chicken bowls. So again, Jenny, I really appreciate you being here again. And before we kind of dive into that step-by-step breakdown, can you just share with us what are the benefits to meal prepping?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say, of course, there's a nutritional benefits to meal prepping when those healthy options are prepared and ready to grab. The likelihood (laughs) of us grabbing Those options is significantly greater than the unprepared ingredients in our fridge or if they're a grocery store's trip away. Um, But there's also time and financial benefits. The cumulative time used in meal prep and cleanup is definitely less when completed for several days in a row rather than a new meal every single day. Also from a financial perspective, planning meals in advance really helps to eliminate food waste, um, as well as the amount spent on already prepared foods and eating out, which really can add up quickly, especially for a medical student or any other professional student's budget.
0: Perfect. And what what sorts of things do you need to get started, just generally speaking?
1: Um, I would say most important is having a plan for the week. Um, I believe we discussed this in our last um, session, but it can be really simple, and mine usually is I take three to five minutes at the beginning of the week and just jot down what my meals will be for the week, so breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then snacks, and then based on those meals and snacks, I just create a grocery list in the notes section of my phone, and I organize it in order of grocery store departments. And that way as I shop, I can just delete them off my list. And this ensures that I don't forget anything and eliminates multiple trips back and forth across the store just for time saving sake. Um, And sometimes my list is flexible in areas. For example, I might just write berries on the list and dependent on what is on sale or looks fresh at the store that week. Um, For our specific recipe today, we will need a, any oven safe dish for preparing our chicken. So this can be glass, a metal roasting pan, a cookie sheet, really anything, anything you can stick in the oven, um, as well as tin foil for lining the chicken pan. This really helps with a quick cleanup and prevents any tough scrubbing and soaking afterwards. I like to be as efficient as possible in my meal prep, and the tin foil helps me with a quick cleanup. Um, And it allows me to put my dishes away immediately after cooking and that way they're not sitting out on the counter for a few days. Um, Additionally, the foil, wrapping the chicken in foil helps to keep the moisture in and it prevents dried out chicken. Um, So we have our plan and our grocery list, um, any oven safe dish for preparing the chicken, the tin foil, as well as a saucepan for cooking the quinoa or a soup pan and then finally some Tupperware. Um, I prefer glass Tupperware which we can dig a little bit deeper into later when we talk about some of my favorite meal prep um, supplies that I like to use.
0: Sure sounds great um, and I think you were kind of getting at this idea of the hacks, right? So like using mm-hmm. the tin foil for easier cleanup. Are there any other hacks or initial steps that simplify the process that you think are important to highlight?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So as you, as you mentioned, the the tinfoil for quick cleanup is something that I do not only for chicken, um, but for veggies as well, or even over the holidays for cookies. Um, I just, Put things on parchment paper and that way it's really fast easy and we don't have to do the scrubbing and then additionally i typically will purchase my poultry seafood and other proteins in bulk at costco or sam's club and then i just portion them into three to four serving airtight bags or saran wrap date them in a sharpie and then throw them in the freezer and then when i create my plan for the week i pull one of these out of the freezer them in a bowl to prevent leaking when they're thawing um in the fr- and i do this in the fridge but if i need faster defrosting then i'll place them under running cold water which is a safe way to defrost i just want to make a point that whether or after cooking avoiding what we call in food service kind of the danger zone should be considered um which means keeping cold foods at 40 degrees Fahrenheit, or below and then hot foods at or above 140 degrees. Um, I often see people leave food out to cool off after preparing it and then they'll stick it in the fridge. But this in between zone is actually bacteria's happy place for growth. Um, So it's really important that after I prepare my food or when I'm defrosting my chicken, like I said, I, we don't let it um, stay in that in-between danger zone. And in Wisconsin, particularly, it can be really helpful to actually stick our foods outside when we've prepa- after we've prepared them, especially when cooking in larger batches of foods around the holidays, like a big pan of soup or something. Um, so there, those are kind of some tricks that I utilize for my, my meal prepping, um, to make it as efficient as possible, but also as safe as possible.
0: Wow. I feel like I have a clarifying question for you Mm -hmm. because as you were saying that I was like, uh Oh, guilty. Um, I definitely leave my food. If I've just prepared something and we have leftovers, I will leave it out to cool off a little bit before putting it in the refrigerator. So is your suggestion then while it is still, really warm you know let's say straight off of the stove to go right into the refrigerator
1: yeah so that's a great question I wouldn't say I would say leaving it out for if you leave it out for 15 minutes so it's not steaming hot um that's perfectly fine but it's when we leave it out for an hour or so that Mm. it allows food to get into that that danger zone um and they The rule of thumb is within two hours after we've prepared food we want it to get to our goal temperature of that 40 degrees if we're going to have leftovers um so when it's not cold outside in Wisconsin then I know that can be a little bit tricky just because of um refrigerator room or if we have produce in the fridge it can kind of putting hot things in there right away can sometimes wilt our produce. Um, so sometimes I'll just stick it in the freezer as well, just for like 20 minutes, try to get it up to that, to that 40 degrees Fahrenheit more quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And in fo- the food service world, that's actually what we do. That's why we put it in like the chilling freezer actually um, to avoid that, that danger zone in between. Um, but that's really with big batches of food where it's hard to get it up to 10 um, right away.
0: Right, so basically, it's the passage of time, right? That is sort of the 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 risky part. So if you're if a food is slowly cooling down over hours, as you said, that's when it gets to be uh, mm-hmm. the danger zone. Okay. Well, yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's go ahead then, Jenny, and jump into the the process for these delicious quinoa chicken bowls. Okay. So
1: this is a recipe that. I'll enjoy for lunch or as a dinner option. Um, I chose it just because it's easy and I really wanted to show that we can still enjoy some of our favorite food options. Um, For example, um, I really enjoy the on the vine cherry tomatoes. They're a little bit more expensive, maybe a dollar more a pack um, than the cheapest tomato at the store, but they're full of flavor. Um, I also have Sartori cheese included, which is not the cheapest craft singles, um, at the grocery store, but we're still able to keep this meal under $5 a serving. Um, and that if you do all of the math at, it keeps our week at or below a hundred dollars per person, um, for the week. Wow. So our ingredients to start are as follows. We have the on the vine cherry tomatoes, mixed greens, spinach, kale, or butterhead lettuce, whichever green looks good that week and that you enjoy. Um, Two limes, olive oil, two chicken breasts, red or tri-colored quinoa. This is really just a preference to have the red or tri-colored quinoa. just a flavor preference of mine, but I usually buy these at Trader Joe's, um, but Costco also does sell a great organic quinoa that's white. Um, it is actually slightly less expensive there for serving, but quinoa in general is a food that I do avoid purchasing at any grocery store because the price difference can be as great as $4 difference for an 11 serving bag, which is pretty substantial. I think if it's a regular food um, in our diets and Trader Joe's and Costco are where I find the best deals for quinoa product that I enjoy. Um, and I kind of want to expand a little bit further about why quinoa is a staple really in my cabinets. First, I have a gluten intolerance and quinoa is naturally gluten free. And for people that do have celiac disease, um, it can be a safe option for consumption. But so is rice, rice is also naturally gluten free. And I do enjoy rice sometimes too. In fact, it could be used as a substitute in this recipe, but quinoa has a glycemic index of 51 compared to brown rice, 73 and white rice, 68. Um, So this lower, lower glycemic index means that the carbohydrate is steadily released into our bloodstream as sugar instead of a rapid dump, which higher glycemic index foods have. And this prevents the lower glycemic index index prevents this rapid spike followed by a drop off. Um, And as a medical student, this is really important to me to keep my energy stable throughout the day, especially that afternoon crash. Um, Additionally, a cup of quinoa has eight grams of protein and five grams of fiber. And unlike many other plant-based proteins, quinoa is a complete protein, which means that it contains all nine essential amino acids. In other words, the amino acids that our body cannot make on our own. We need to eat them. Um, So that's quinoa. And then other ingredients are Satori Reserve Tuscan blend shredded cheese, of course, we could substitute another cheese of choice, um, pesto sauce of choice. Again, I you can get a giant jar at Costco, which is a great deal, um, or at any grocery store. There's plenty of pesto um, choices. I will say with pesto, the serving sizes are pretty large. What they list on the container, but I for me personally, a serving size of I believe it's a fourth of a cup is way too much for me to eat in one meal. It's a pretty strong um, sauce. So I'll just use like one to two tablespoons and it lasts a lot longer and kind of makes the price price look not quite as ridiculous. Um, and the Italian dressing and Italian seasoning or another chicken seasoning blend, whatever, looks good for you. And as I mentioned, I budgeted this meal out and, give or take, um, it's about $4.70 per serving. And if we multiply that times, if that's our average price times seven meals per week, this is about $32.90 per week for dinner. And then if we would have that for lunch as well, about the same budget, um, we would be at about $66 between lunch and dinner. And then I say about $12 um, on fruit for breakfast or snacks, dollars in tax and then additional breakfast or snack items or of course coffee which is a staple in in our household here um so that's that leaves 14 dollars for um those additional items and that would be a hundred dollars give or take um to everybody's preferences and the time of year even um but i really just wanted to show that i think healthy eating gets the Reputation that it needs to be really expensive and I wanted to show that we can have a pretty filling meal um, that will keep us fueled for our day and still keep within a very reasonable budget that would be much less expensive than going out to eat or purchasing already prepared foods.
0: I like your point about the pesto too, because I was thinking when you first mentioned it, I know I've purchased a jar of pesto before and it is, it tends to be a little more expensive, but I do think you make a good point about the serving size and making it work for you. I agree a quarter of a cup of pesto sauce is a lot for one serving. So I appreciate that point.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a strong strong flavor I mean which is great because it's an easy way to add flavor but I yeah like I said I cannot imagine eating a whole fourth of a cup but okay and I also have some optional ingredients um just to consider and and this can be for someone that chooses to avoid uh, meat products or any animal products they could add these or for anybody else that just decides that this vegetable is in season for the week um, or they wanna add something additional to their bowl or mix it up throughout the week. Um, So I have red bell peppers. And the reason I listed red bell peppers is because a cup of chopped red bell peppers contains nearly three times the amount of vitamin C of an orange, which I feel like citrus is always the one that gets the gold star for um, vitamin C. But as I mentioned, those that choose to omit meat from their diets, um, or in my case, I regular steak is not exactly in my medical school budget. We can get our iron source through plant-based iron. However, um, I think a really important difference to recognize is that animal-based iron, which is called heme iron, has significantly greater bioavailability compared to the plant-based iron counterpart called non heme iron. In short, basically, we can consume a really large quantity of an iron-rich plant-based food, but the quantity that our body will absorb, therefore, will be not the equivalent of a smaller portion of an animal-based iron source. But a way to maximize our our plant-based iron absorption is actually combining it with a vitamin C-rich food. So if we consume them in the same meal, um, then it increases our non heme iron absorption. And so I like to add a vitamin C-rich food choice to my meals, including greens or beans, which are our, um, our iron-rich plant-based foods. So this might be citrus, as I mentioned, like grapefruit or orange slices on a salad, um, but it also could be red or green bell peppers, kiwi, broccoli, or tomatoes, which are like I feel like very natural things to go on a salad to add to our greens. So that's just something to consider, especially for those of you that choose to avoid animal products. It can just be a really easy addition and kind of something to be cognizant of. Additionally, sometimes I'll just throw avocado um, on my any any of my bowls or salads. I just cut it in half and then I'll keep the other half in the fridge and can use it the following day. And I keep the half. Um, in the fridge. I keep the pit inside of it, and that keeps it from browning quite as quickly. That way I'm not wasting. Wasting avocado, um, they're just a great healthy fat choice and do keep us full throughout the day. And um, although they can be a little bit pricey if we keep them in the fridge, again, that prevents the waste, wasting of foods. Um, Other options that we can add are butternut squash cubes, roasted. Red onion or baby Bella mushrooms sliced and just roasting them and then adding them to our bowls when we're ready to assemble.
0: Yeah, that all sounds great. I love the the mushrooms and avocado. And, and I love your point too about the vitamin C and bell peppers. I think you're right. We, we all kind of are in default mode a lot of times thinking, oh, citrus is the source for that. And just like, you know, opening our minds to all these other the variety that our diet can have and include still all the vitamins and minerals and everything we need. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's interesting how citrus is the one that has that like I said, kind of like gold star and when a red bell pepper has three times as much, um, which I find just kind of shocking, totally. but, but it just shows so many different options on how you can individualize this recipe and kind of create it, make it your own, um, against your preferences or if some people don't like to eat the same thing five days a week. Um, so that's just an easy way, like switch up the vegetables and that's easy enough switch up Um, The type of cheese you use if you want to use cheese. Just super, super simple, keeping it easy, but also um, something you look forward to in your day.
0: Sure. I feel like with the ingredients, it was kind of in like an Italian twist to it, but you could do like a Mm -hmm. Mediterranean chicken quinoa bowl, you know, or something like that. I could see just like changing a few things and it kind of changes the whole flavor profile.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A Mediterranean one sounds really good. As well, um, just throwing like some olives if you're an olive person. Those are a great source of healthy fats And or artichokes would be great. And then it would be like a Mediterranean twist to it too. That's a great, great idea, Carrie.
0: Yeah, very cool.
1: So do you want to give us a just a quick breakdown of how to pull all these ingredients together? Definitely, yeah. So I will just preheat my oven to 375 degrees um, and Before that, as I mentioned, I will frost my chicken breast. um, And once it's defrosted, I'll preheat my oven to 375 Fahrenheit. I line the pan with tin foil and I will usually use two layers on the bottom. Again, just preventing that leaking so I don't have to do big cleanup. Um, And then once I place the chicken in the foil, then I will very lightly drizzle it with an Italian dressing. And then I'll sprinkle with any generic chicken seasoning or any Italian dressing, whatever, whatever's in the cabinet, I just throw in there. Um, and then I'll add a top layer of foil to make a tight container and keep the steam in again, ensuring that we don't have dried out chicken. Um, I'll place it in the oven. And usually it depending, it really depends on the size of the chicken breast, but usually 45 minutes. Um, chicken is one of those foods that poultry don't want to undercook it, you have to be careful um, versus a steak. We can eat not fully cooked chicken. We need to make sure that we're, we're cooking it fully. And as this chicken is in the oven, I will start preparing my quinoa. So I just do a two to one ratio of quinoa versus liquid. Usually I use water and then instead of one of the cups of water, I'll add chicken broth um, just to add a little bit more flavor I usually don't do all chicken broth because it is so high in sodium. Even as an athlete, it's a lot of sodium in chicken broth. So kind of just play halfsies there um, and still add that flavor, but but not going overboard. And then as the quinoa is heating up, um, you just bring it to a boil. And I always put the lid on tight just to speed things up um, as far as the heating process goes. And then once it's brought to a boil, you just turn the quinoa down and keep the cover on and let it sit until it absorbs all of the moisture. And then it will create eventually like a a fluffy quinoa instead of the hard little seed likes that we pull out of the bag. And then as the quinoa is, and then my kale or greens, if I need to wash them, then I'll wash them Um, and I can like tear them apart for the week or if I purchase pre-chopped kale, for example, then it's super easy. I don't have to worry about that quite as much. Um, And then when it comes to time of actual assembly, when I'm going to eat my quinoa bowl during the week, what I do is I take out my greens or kale and I add a very light drizzle of olive oil and squeeze half of a lime as well as a teeny, teeny pinch of salt. And I massage it actually like as I would someone's shoulders into the kale or the greens, whatever it is. um, And that really tenderizes whatever green that it is. And then I don't need an additional salad dressing with my bowl. And then I will pull out my chicken and quinoa as well as one to two tablespoons of the pesto sauce. Microwave it for about a minute. And then I'll add the cheese and tomatoes, um, heat for an additional 30 seconds. And then I throw it over my mixed greens. And if I have avocado, for example, I'll throw that on there too. And that's it. And then I'll enjoy it. But yeah, once I have the chicken breast in the oven and my quinoa ready to go, I just put it in Tupperware for the week. And I will usually slice the chicken breast um, prior to putting in the Tupperware. That way, again, just super easy to grab um, throughout the week.
0: Oh, it sounds delicious. And I know we talked about this in the last episode um that you came on, Jenny, as the massaging the kale and how important it is. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's ever tried to eat kale that hasn't been massaged, um, you it, you know, it probably wasn't very palatable. So, yeah, definitely necessary step,
1: yes, yeah. yeah, it makes quite a difference, I will say.
0: Yeah. And I was, I was thinking too, that I know you were kind of talking about the difference between rice and quinoa, and this is not nearly as important, but I will say I have always also found it easier to cook quinoa than rice. I feel like with rice, I was always, you know, I couldn't quite get it right. And I find cooking quinoa to that like perfect level is, is a lot simpler. I don't know if you have found that too.
1: Yes. Yeah, I have. It, um, I think I've mentioned before, I'm not like a huge measuring person, like, exactly. Um, especially when I'm baking a different story, but cooking. yes. Yeah, so I um, definitely like, prefer quinoa, cooking quinoa, because it's a little more user friendly, I would say versus rice it can be too sticky or hard versus quinoa. If you find that it's not as fluffy as you would like, you just add a little bit more liquid.
0: And Mm -hmm. then
1: let it heat a little bit longer, and it's easy. So definitely agree with that one, too.
0: Yeah. And to kind of wrap up here, Jenny, what are some of your favorite
1: products for
0: meal prepping? I know you kind of touched on this briefly earlier.
1: Yeah, I would say one of my all-time favorites is definitely, um, I guess I just add it to a lot of my salads and bowls, whatever it might be, are these it's saffron road and they're like dehydrated chickpeas. Again, just a really delicious crunch to add. And instead of like a crouton crunch, they have protein in them and are a good, I would say a good balance of calories for the amount of nutrition that we get in them. Um, and they have all different flavors. They have a really good barbecue one um, and they're all gluten free. So again, for someone that doesn't eat animal products, it can be just another added source of protein and then additionally i would say trader joe's like spice blends as well as penzeys are just really easy because it's almost like cheating because they have everything combined for you you can buy the separate ones there as well um but they have some really great, great blends and then as i mentioned you can just throw it on chicken or seafood or eggs whatever it might be So that's definitely a big go-to and Trader Joe's are especially financially friendly um, versus some other stores. I've noticed you can spend like $9 on a little spice container, which I would say again, not exactly within our budget at this, my budget, at least at this point in life. Right. Um, And then the last thing I would say is Pyrex Snapware, which is like a glass, food storage set for a number of different reasons it's kind of my go-to Tupperware but I would say first and foremost it's durable and I've never had to replace them so they'll keep for years Um, they don't absorb food like the plastic ones and they can be heated in the microwave as well as I've even used them in the oven at lower temperatures for like little um, quiche souffles technically I don't know if what, what the maximum temperature is, but I haven't had any problems with that yet. And then also they don't leak. So for soups and things like that, I don't have to worry about the Tupperware, that Snapware leaking, um, which again is a huge time thing because taking the time to clean up a mess of a spilled lunch or a leaky lunch um, can just be another thing that's added to our to-do list for the day. These specific Tupperware, yes, they're a little bit more expensive than the plastic one, so definitely a little bit bigger of an investment up front. But I think at Costco right now, I did see they have a 18-piece set for $28, which I think is reasonable if they're going to keep for four or five years. Um, They're also dishwasher safe and do stack nicely in the cabinet. I, the exploding Tupperware cabinet kind of drives me nuts. So I like that they stack really nice as well.
0: Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I feel like our Tupperware cabinet is in, it's like mayhem right now. And I've been saying we need to just like reboot it because I just, it like gives me anxiety every time I open the cabinet. So yes, I feel that in my soul.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a hard. It's the as it seems. It's like. Could you not know that doesn't have a, an exploding Tupperware cabinet? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's there's no good way to stack them, unfortunately, if they're, unless they're like similar, um, right? Similar pieces. Yes,
0: yeah, so you just get too many ones that don't match. You know, after so long, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh yeah, we need to reboot. <laughs> So, Jenny, if students want to continue this conversation or have questions for you, how can they reach you?
1: The best way to reach me is at my NCW email address, which is J, as in Jenny, Bacchus, B-A-C-K-U-S, at mcw.edu.
0: Perfect. And I will share Jenny's email in the show notes as usual, and I'll also include the recipe. She's going to share it with me, and I will include that in the show notes as well. Jenny, thank you again for being here. I appreciate you so much. As I said, you're like the nutrition guru for me. It's an area that I am definitely not an expert in. And I'm so just grateful for you to being open to coming on and sharing, sharing all of your rich knowledge with us. I really appreciate it. And I am sure that all the listeners appreciate it as well. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Well, Well, Well. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you have any thoughts or ideas for the podcast, or you might feel passionate about a wellness topic you'd love to chat about as a very special guest, never hesitate to reach out to me on my MCW email. I leave it in the show notes. And we want this podcast to really be meaningful and valuable to you, our listeners. Thanks, everyone, and be well.